Welcome to another edition of the YXE Sports Podcast, episode 26 for the week of June the 22nd. It is a beautiful day in Saskatoon. Yeah. Ray Morrison, how was the weekend? The weekend was fantastic. Had a great uh, Father's Day weekend. Had uh, Yesterday was Father's Day, that's right. Yesterday was Father's Day. I had, uh, lunch, with, uh, had lunch with one son and then uh, somebody mysteriously showed up at my house around supper time. Last night, but no, it was great. It was really, it was a good, uh, it was a great day. The weather was nice, and that was uh, that was good. So, how was your weekend? It was fantastic. First of all, I just want to give a big uh, hello to everybody that's watching on the Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar Facebook page. Of course, we are live, and we are down here at yep. the Legends Lounge once again, and the sales are going up at Wendell Clark's Classic. Yeah, that's Grill what they're saying. Bar. People are starting to get out in the boat a little bit. We have to be a little bit careful still, a little bit cautious. Be smart, but. Uh, uh, today, uh, June 22nd, there were five cases yep. today, no recoveries, but the number's still very good in Saskatchewan. So just kind of be smart when you're out and about, and we can get back to the things that we kind of like doing, like talking about sports and whatnot. And watching sports live. Yeah. My weekend was uh, good as well. I uh, was able to uh, do some cleaning, some house cleaning. Uh, I What's took good ab- about that? I took about, uh, well, nothing, but ah. I took about mm, eight bags of cans. Sarcan. Oh, wow. There you go. Yeah, so that was a little pent-up demand. Yeah, yeah. that was yeah. fantastic. Of course, they opened on June 15th, They and this was on this was as of Friday, so the numbers have probably got higher. They processed 17, 17 million cans, bottles, cartons, <laughs> and they've given out wow. $2.1 million in checks and direct deposits and all that sort that's of stuff. That's remarkable. And that was as of last so that's week, the so COVID that number has that's, probably gone up. That's the COVID buildup. <laughs> Right that's there. That's, that's, how did you find it though? They're, they do a great job over there. Oh, getting fantastic. people through. Yeah, yeah. people yeah, through, no, and it was uh, it was a nice day. We, obviously, there was a little bit of a wait outside, which was to be expected, but it was a beautiful day out on Saturday here in Saskatoon. So I really, really didn't mind at all. Uh, I was looking at the tally sheet, my tally sheet, as I was waiting in line, yeah. and there was probably close to three hundred aluminum cans. Is that right, tally, Dave? Tally oh, sheet. But that's a story yeah. for <laughs> another day. Another we know day. what he does in his spare time. Yeah. Well, this is it's hard when you can't go anywhere for three months. That's true. Yeah. Um, we got a full loaded show coming up uh, for this week's edition of the YXC Sports Podcast. You wanted to touch on something uh, I do. And, that and happened on the weekend. Well, we... you know, today, June 22nd, one of the great things that happened was the scene at Talladega Speedway where everybody got behind Bubba Wallace. So Bubba Wallace is um, a driver, a NASCAR driver of color who um, had something just a hate-filled incident happen on Sunday, uh, yesterday. So uh, and we won't get into that. We don't want to give that any sort of airtime. But, um, boy, the show of support for Bubba Wallace today, they put him at the start of the uh, race today, and they all pushed him along to start with all the teams behind him. They pushed his car to the front of the start line to start the Talladega race. And it's interesting. when it was uh, I didn't hear who won, but in the last 10 laps, Wallace was actually in the mix, oh. which was, which was uh, kind of neat. So this is why one of the reasons why we need sports back is just with what's going on in society right healing now. I think, I think that, well, the healing process, but it's also where we can witness things like we saw with the NASCAR group in Talladega today, what's right, you know, yeah. and show people what's right in front of a big crowd you know uh so that that show of support for for bubba wallace um uh, a driver who's non-caucasian which is not the normal in nascar uh to get the support that he got from the nascar community today and everyone in sport was was terrific so that that was uh 
that was good. The uh, FBI still investigating mm -hmm. some of the things that situation. Yeah, yeah. So yep, that's sure. that's how bad things were on Sunday. But boy, uh, just to, to see NASCAR and it'd be great at the NHL, the NBA, and, and they're all trying to you know take those steps to kind of make things right across North America. Uh, but uh, that that scene today was pretty impressive. So Absolutely, just, I know it makes you uncomfortable <laughs> a little bit. I'll I'll leave it there. A so. good a good feel good story to start off your you week, did, anyways. Yeah. You like sports, and yeah. I, I get that. And For that's, sure, that's good. The Western Hockey League has uh, last week announced their return to play or what their return to play protocol would look like. Their target date is Friday, October the 2nd of okay. 2020. Of course, this is for the 2020-2021 season. I think uh, training camp is going to start somewhere around middle of September, September 15th. They're intending to play a full 68-game season. However, Commissioner Ron Robinson said that the uh, capacity for these WHL games needs to be at at least... 50%. So there needs to be at least 50% capacity uh, for the WHL to kind of get back some of the money that they lost because they had to shut down uh, the season this past year for, for COVID. Um, my personal belief on this, well, A, it's great that they have a return to play protocol and that yeah. they're they're coming up with a plan. I just don't see that uh, for some teams it is that feasible to have a 50% capacity arena every home game. But, Matt, the thing is, is October is quite a ways away. Mm -hmm. So the protocols and things like that might change a lot between now and oh, then. Oh, for sure. Like, we're doing the right thing. So, I mean, if the numbers improve, I mean, what Ron Robinson said about this last week or the week before, or whenever he made these comments, um, that could change, you know, depending on where yeah. the numbers are in, in, you know, Western Canada and across Canada because you have to coincide the Western Hockey League, obviously, with a Memorial Cup champion as well. Um, I think what he was suggesting was if you get all 68 games in, the Memorial Cup might be a little bit later than it normally would be, right? Um, so that would be uh, that would be interesting to see if there's, you know, if the, if the Memorial Cup goes into June like the Stanley Cup, What's the interest in the Memorial Cup going to be in a nation where the summers are short? But, um, uh, yeah, I don't have a problem with the 50% capacity thing, although you do bring up an interesting point. So the Prince Albert Raiders, the Swift Current Broncos, those community-owned teams that really rely on fans, fans, and you've got an arena of 3,000, 3,500. Can you, can you make a go of that? Mm -hmm. And that's, that'll, be, that'll be interesting to see. Probably not a, an issue in Sass Health Center, right? A, an arena that holds 15,000, you get – Three to four to five thousand per game. It's, you know, you can probably open the upper deck, spread people out, and again, be smart and safe. Um, but um, I think the comments. You know, he was probably asked. I, I don't know this, but he was probably asked to give an update. That update was based on the COVID numbers now. Yeah. So the COVID numbers come. You know, even third week of July could be much better than they are now. This past year, obviously, the WHL season was cut short. The Saskatoon Blades averaged uh, 3,605 fans, okay, yeah. which is uh, far less than 50% capacity yep. at the SaskTel Center. Uh, but some of these bigger arenas, Sask or bigger teams and bigger markets, Saskatoon Blades, the Calgary Hitmen, the Edmonton Oil Kings, do you think, assuming that 50% capacity is still in play in October when the season gets off the ground, do you think that those big market teams might be okay? Even if they don't hit that well, I think the big market teams will be okay because you take a look at the people that own the Edmonton Oilers and yeah. the, or the, the Oil Kings and the Hitmen. Yeah. Some pretty deep pockets owners-wise. Sure. So, so they can make it go. But, but again, some of the smaller uh, arenas and the privately owned clubs, it would be interesting to see 
you know, what sort of contingency plan or the finances of that. And I'm sure this has been something. Rod Robinson, uh, Saskatchewan guy, is a very smart guy. And I'm sure that, uh, you know, the finances of these thoughts have all been worked out with the owners. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it would seem to me that that's where some of the unanswered questions might lie, would be, you know, in the neighborhood there. I like it, those smaller market teams. Maybe not necessarily the Prince Albert Raiders as an example or the Broncos. They seem to have pretty good fan support. Yep. Um, but I look at a team like, uh, well, uh, let's say uh, the Winnipeg Ice as an, an example. Yeah, well, they're a small they, arena right now because they're making plans. Yeah, yeah they're, they're playing in a very yeah. little arena until they get something bigger built. Yeah. Or maybe a team like the Prince George Cougars up in yeah. northern BC, right? Just those, those WHL teams that don't necessarily draw a lot of fans. Anyways, I mean, this could be... Yeah, potentially disastrous for those organizations. This is just my opinion. You bring up a good point by saying, "Come October second, who knows? Like there could be, it could be seventy five. Yeah, I mean the, the comments. Be, yeah, the comments you know, that Ron no Robinson idea. made. That's probably a snapshot based on what I'm saying. Is Robinson's comments probably came in a snapshot time of when you know the the COVID numbers were what they were when he made that uh, made those. Uh, remarks a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yep. Uh, we are live at Wendell Clark's on the Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar Facebook page as well, and uh, they are now open for business. And he's back. And he's back. The Wendell Bobblehead sitting in front of us is back. You can dine in and enjoy the Wendell Burger, chicken tenders, steak, and the best fries in the business. You've waited to visit Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar, and the time has arrived. And right now, all takeout orders by phone are 10% off. You can now dine in with your favorite beverage or call for takeout to get in on a great deal. Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar is now open, 306-382-1717. Before you showed up, we were talking how we need a Ray Morrison bottle. <laughs> how were you now? <laughs> so, if anybody any, anywhere right. knows where I can get just one bobblehead, Please get a hold of me because I would love to uh, to take a Ray Morrison <laughs> bobblehead uh, as a gift uh, to you. Um, hear about the NHL? What's the latest on the NHL? 11 NHL players have tested positive for COVID since phase two yep. of the NHL return to play plan uh, kicked into gear. So training facilities were open on June 8th. Over 200 players have been tested. Uh, I'm not a big math guy, but 11 out of 200, in my opinion, yep. is pretty good. They're testing everybody as they enter the facility. Uh, and you have to think that there is probably going to be some cases that were going to happen when they reopened. And any big names showing any symptoms? So we were talking about this uh, earlier today, myself and uh, one of the owners of Wendell Clarks, who's a big, massive Leafs fan like myself. Uh, it's weird to me that Austin Matthews is the only player that's been named that has COVID. So... He has COVID. Two members of the Tampa Bay Lightning have COVID. They don't know who those players are. By the way, last Friday in Tampa Bay, uh, there were some concerns at Philadelphia Phillies training camp, concerns at Toronto Blue Jays camp, and at the Tampa Bay Lightning camp about yeah. the, the COVID numbers there. Here's what you got to be careful of. Uh, if Austin Matthews has symptoms or has COVID-19, young, fit, strong guy, I get it, but... Uh, and you don't mean to be callous when you say something like this, but for Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment, Austin Matthews is a, he, he's basically a piece of property. He's, he's an asset. And you've, you, you know, you've got to really be careful in pushing for a Stanley Cup final when, you know, to give it out in 2020 when assets worth 10, 11, 12 million dollars, are you putting them at risk of further harm by putting them in, in, in COVID's way? And that's that's 
you know, I, and I know that they're going to do everything they can to keep everybody safe, but in some parts of the United States, numbers aren't terrific. Yeah. You know, like there, there, there are areas, I think even in Arizona, where Austin Matthews is from, where the numbers are not that good right now. Well, and that's where he had been quarantining as well. So yeah. who knows if it even happens during, yeah. like, an on-ice training session. I mean, it could have been anywhere in Arizona, yeah. right? So, uh, again, the, the weird part to me is how he's the only name uh, that's come out in terms of the NHL. Right. But He's the, the Tampa Bay Lightning last Friday, multiple team employ- employees, including three players, yeah. had tested positive. Yeah. So uh, I know you say that's not bad, but what is good? But wouldn't you want to know if uh, it was like a guy like Steven Stamkos or Nikita Kucherov or oh, Andre yeah, Vasilevsky sure. who, who got it? That's my thing. How, how does Austin Matthews, how is that the only name yeah. that, that comes out of all well, of this? Well, it, it you do get into some privacy issues yeah. with you know these these yeah. sorts of medical things. I mean, there's there's certainly people are entitled to their privacy when it comes to their own health. Um, but uh, like I said, these are these are million dollar assets. And I again, I'll say it again. And I've been saying this for about three weeks on this podcast. In 0405, during that labor dispute, we knew at the end of 2004 there wasn't going to be a Cup winner in 05 because of money. Now we got a worldwide pandemic. Why the hurry to give out a Stanley Cup? I, right? Money. Well, it, that, but that's what it comes down to. But it's, um, it's, it's, it's puzzling to me why the push is on to get this done as it is here. I'm in, in, in agreement with you. Um, You're not totally in agreement. Not with totally. No, let me finish. You want to cut me cup. off. I want to see a cup, but at the same time, depending on when they start to playing, get playing actual games, if by that point in time it gets to be too late, that I'm in the same situation as you are. Just see you in 2020, 2021. The well, we're at June 22nd now. Yeah. No, I know. But that's what I'm saying. It's so too late. Like, the cup is normally given out, like, no, June 4th no. or 5th. But let me finish. So, phase three, which is when players can return to training camp, is supposed to open on July 10th. Yeah. The games are supposed to be the first half of August. I read even maybe potentially July 31st. So, if that continues to get pushed back, I just say, okay, we'll see you guys in the fall. Yeah, so I still absolutely. like I still like the idea of a cup being handed out now if they stay on time, but anything later than you know the second half or the first half of August, and they still haven't been started this the playoffs. Then yeah, yeah, it's see you in to, October. Time to say goodbye. Yeah, so, for but, sure. Yeah, yeah, we could talk uh, talk for hours on the NHL yeah. subject. Um, golf, of course, is back in full swing with uh, no fans <laughs> in the gallery, yeah. and this was awesome on Thursday at the RBC Heritage Heritage Open. Adam Hadwin, who is from Moose Jaw. Yep. Saskatchewan had a great quote, so they're miking up the players yep. in order to generate more of a buzz for TV and that sort of thing. Yeah, especially no now, no gallery. There just isn't, you know, a yeah. guy could hit a great approach and, you know, one yeah. caddy might clap in the background, <laughs> but that would be, you know, there's no gallery going crazy when, when the, you know, the guy makes a great shot. Yeah. So, so to combat this, they've uh, miked up some of the players. So Adam Hadwin was in the bunker. Loose job board, yeah. yeah. So he moved a piece of rock that was in the way so he moved that and then he thought there was another rock in the way picked it up and it crumbled in his hand because the second time it actually turned out to be a little bit of sand he walks up to the marshal kind of says hey what's the deal with this is this a penalty I thought it was a a rock the first one was blah 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 so the marshal I think the marshal said something along the lines of no that's a a one stroke penalty and Adam Hadwin's response was thank you 
I mean, screw you, but but thank you. <laughs> and that was it. it was, and it was a moment that went viral. <laughs> like, everybody was talking about this. It was very good. And he said it all in fun. The marshal, the, the, the official, yeah. he, he chuckled at yeah. it. it was, but it was a great moment. And it was uh, in round. And I think he, I think Hadwin only wore the microphone in round one. I think yeah. they picked different players throughout. But uh, it was uh, kind of an interesting moment. So, you know, even... Um, <laughs> Even uh, in the wake of uh, no galleries, the PGA finds way to finds a way to uh, get a viral video out there and get people talking about it. But it was uh, it was kind of nice to to see uh, golf and uh, the NASCAR back out at those live events that we've been uh, we've been craving for. Do you, do you like the idea of miking up uh, golfers for? Uh tournaments over the course of the summer because apparently they're kind of in like the test phase they, yeah. they this is something that they want to do for the entire summer do you do you like that idea i don't mind it yeah i think there'd be some insight there for the viewer now that's that's for me that can't golf right uh if you're a golfer you can probably see some concern with some golfers i don't know uh i think it's coming i yeah. think it's one of the things that will come in the sport of golf they'll be mic'd up a lot more often and actually there are those uh parabolic microphones that do pick up the odd conversation out there anyway yeah um but no i don't yeah no i don't i don't mind it um some golfers might refuse yeah and i can see some golfers saying no i'm not going to i'm not going to do that uh so i don't know how successful they will be with that but um but it would be great for the viewer like if you put the viewer first and foremost that would be something that i think uh i think they would enjoy they do it in curling they do it in a lot of other sports so yeah there's a couple of things that we got to get to before we wrap up today, but I want to touch on one thing yep. at the end. So I'm going to rapid fire through two topics. Okay. Uh, according to Claire Hanna, CTV Regina, the PFC season is uh, planning to start in September. On okay. September the 1st, it's probably going to be a reduced schedule. So I know a lot of people have been wondering what uh, the deal is with yeah. that. So that's really all we know right now. I'm sure more information will will come out yep. um, as uh, you know the summer uh, goes on. The MLB players voted on a 60-game schedule today. They were rejected. The MLBPA rejected that offer uh, in a landslide. The vote was 33 to 5. Like, it wasn't even close. When was this vote? Uh, today. And oh, okay. Just before uh, the live recording of the podcast, just before we signed on here. The players? The players said no. The MLBPA said no, and the vote was what 33 to 5. I don't know. Do they want to play 50 games and be paid for 90? Is that kind of what they're after? Probably. Oh. This was last week or the week before. But one of the comments I saw on a social media thread was billionaires fighting with millionaires. Yep, that's uh, well, that's what every yep. labor dispute in sports comes down to. Yep. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I understand the association being upset in, in that, you know, retroactive, we should be paid for this many games. But uh, they do seem to be making it very tough for Rob Manford, who has made a few mistakes along the way here and saying, I think we're going to go. I'm 100% sure we're going to go. I'm 100% sure we're not going to go. You know, he's, he's, so he's uh, he hasn't really played this extremely well, the baseball commissioner. But having said that, um, I'm I'm not sure there's going to be anything that's going to make the players' association happy to a vote where we're going to see a World Series champion this year. Yeah, I just both sides are to blame in my yeah. opinion, and I don't know a whole ton about it because it's always changing. But in my opinion, yeah. and from what I've read, I think both sides are at fault, and Rob Manfred isn't uh, isn't totally off the hook he's here struggled either. A little bit. Yep. So this is super cool. This is what I wanted to get to because you remember this day. I don't because, uh, well, for one, I wasn't born. Um, but last <laughs> week was June I don't 17th. feel old at all. <laughs> last week, was, there was a day last week where it was June 17th. So yeah. get this, June 17th, 1994. 
Yep. The New York Rangers had their Stanley Cup parade. Yep. Game five of the NBA Finals slash the O.J. Simpson famous Bronco oh, chase yeah. The New York Knicks were playing in the NBA yeah. Final in a game that night. Yeah. Arnold Palmer's final round at the U.S. Open yeah. was that day. Uh, and the opening day of the FIFA World Cup in the U.S.A. Yeah. Uh, at Soldier Field in Chicago all happened on June 17th. 1994. What do you remember from that day? I ju- well, I remember watching the NBA uh, final game uh, featuring the New York Knicks, and um, I just, you know, w- there was an image that kind of came to me a little bit later in a newspaper that I'll never forget. So O.J. Simpson, he used to be an analyst on NBC Sports, mm-hmm. and I remember watching Bob Costas, the host, and Marv Albert, the play-by-play guy, kind of throw it back and forth during this NBA final game. And every now and then, I think Tom Brokaw might have been on the desk for NBC News. And so it's kind of the three of them. They're keeping everybody apprised. They're trying to cover this game as best they can, knowing that, uh, you know, America's attention is on what O.J. Simpson is going through at the time. And um, one of the pictures that I'll never forget, Bob Costas was being consoled by Julius Irving, who was doing some analyst work for NBC at the time. And the reason the... On-air host Bob Costas was taking this so tough was because O.J. Simpson was an NBC football analyst at the time and had worked with Bob Costas. And Bob is on the air trying to relay this, knowing that his friend is just going through such distress at the time. And that's sort of what I'll remember about it because there was a picture in the paper where Julius Irving kind of came and put his arm around Bob Costas and just tried to console him a little bit. And that, that picture appeared in newspapers across North America. Uh, but that's that's always what I'll remember about that is just how, yeah, the NBA finals on, but this is this is yeah. happening too, and we've got to spend time on this. And it was, um, yeah, it was pretty remarkable to pretty remarkable day to watch the OJ chase uh, so many years ago. Fast forward to uh, June seventeenth, two thousand and twenty, and the uh, Ford actually released their new Bronco last week. So uh, that's some great marketing on their part. Uh, so that pretty much wraps up our time for this. Uh, I don't know if it's great marketing, but it's marketing. Uh, I don't know if that wraps up our time for this week. So once again, a big thanks to everybody uh, that tuned in on the Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar Facebook page. We are live, uh, of course. Thanks to everybody that tuned in to the audio version of this as well. We can be found on all your favorite platforms. You can visit us at the YXCSportsPodcast.com. We have the Facebook page at YXCSportsPodcast as well. So that pretty much wraps up our time this week. Ray Morrison, have a fantastic week. You as well. Thank you. Everybody else, have a fantastic week to our fantastic production team. A big thank you, and we'll see you same time, same place next week.